and we pray that you be present. It'll do you well, because it's going to tie into my sermon today. John, 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 thank you, John. Uh, Romans 8 chapter, the 28th verse, and we know, somebody ought to know by now. I'm sick and tired of folks guessing. Somebody say, Pastor, I know that all things work it together for good to them. Boy, he, he qualifies this. That love God. To them who are the call. You wouldn't be here if you wasn't called. To his purpose. God has a plan. For whom he did foreknow. Before you entered into your mother's womb, he knew you were going to be here today. He also did predestinate it. In other words, he had the plan for you before you was even thought of. Before you was a it or a that. He knew what you were going to be. Well, how did God know that? I'm going to tell you just in a minute. To be conformed. Somebody say conformed. Somebody say shaped. To the image of his son. Several years ago, they had a song, I Want to Be Like Mike. Mike didn't save me. I want to be like Jesus. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers. That he might be the firstborn. In other words, you was in a circle of people. You're going to be the firstborn out of that circle. And folks going to blame you for abandoning them. Just tell them God called me. And just like he called me, if you seek him, he'll call you. So that's what that means. Many brethren, don't we know folks that are not saved? That knew you when? Uh, you see, some of you ain't honest. That's who he called you from. That you might be the firstborn among many brethren. Thank God for Jesus. May God add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. I've never seen a time when folks wear their feelings on the end of their sleeves all the time. Everything ain't about feelings. I say everything is not about feelings. You have feelings and then you have facts. And God, we don't walk by feelings, we walk by faith. Am I right about it? In this day and time, you have to be careful. You have to be, you have to be a word smith to skillfully select the words that you are are talking about when you talk to people because they're so sensitive. Sensitive. That lets me know that that everything is not right. Something is wrong when you 
go through this world so sensitive, taking things out of context. So often you hear the phrase, so what you're saying? So what are you trying to say? What do you mean what I'm trying to say? Didn't you just hear the words that came out of my mouth? And then you're going to ask me, what am I trying to say? Somebody say sensitive. And don't try to correct anybody. Oh, Lord. They stop talking to you. I have some members that have stopped talking to pastor because I told them about their sins. The Bible comforts me and tells me it'll drive them or it'll draw them. And I ain't got nothing to do with that. My assignment is to tell you the truth and not be intentionally trying to hurt your feelings. Amen? Somebody say, don't be sensitive. There's a big picture than the immediate. It's a bigger picture than the immediate. Paul points to the certainty of God's redemptive plan for his call. God didn't lead you to his church for you to just to be here, for you just to say, I went to church. God called you to his church to contribute to his kingdom. It's about God's kingdom. It ain't about the bottomless church all together. We're just an interest point into God's kingdom. There are many interests, interests into God's kingdom. Am I right about it? But it's not but one church. Just one. Just one. And Jesus is the head of that church. I'm a, just an under-shepherd. I have been called and sent on a different platform to do God's bid. So I ain't picking on you. Somebody said, Pastor, I know you're not picking on me. But see, the truth hurts. The truth gets up in your business. The truth will cause you to analyze what you're doing. Am I right about it? He has preordained what we are to become, which is the reflection of Jesus Christ. This is the purpose. We are being formed and shaped into Jesus. What a good example. What a good example to be formed after can you think of somebody else that you want to be like other than Jesus? God had this purpose in mind when he saved us. He said, I'm on. I know you, as, you, as, you are as far as looking like Jesus as possible. But God is saying, I'm God. I can call something out of nothing. Go back in Genesis. He stepped out on nothing and made something. 
All he did was say, let there be. And stuff started moving. He's still saying, let there be. You might have had a dark past, but God has said, let there be light in your life. Am I right about it? No one and nothing can keep him from his goal. Don't buck the Lord. Let the Lord have his way in your life. Because again, you're going to go through some hardships. You're kicking against a prick if you don't let God have his way with your life. Am I right? Or us from our deity with Christ. Nothing will keep us from being shaped as God would have us to be. What you mean, pastor? If you'll go back to Jeremiah when he went down to the potter's house, he said he formed a vessel on the wheel. You remember that? And the vessel came up marred. That man, it wasn't perfect. And if you know anything about forming a vessel, once that vessel is hardened, that vessel will break if it has a weak spot in the side of it. Do you have a weak spot anywhere in your life that will cause God to push you back down on the wheel? I said, Lord, push me back because I know, thank God you didn't harden me in the shape that I'm in. I need to be pressed back down and mold it all over again. Anybody feel that? Okay. Somebody might ask, why am I going through? Why, why, Lord? You're a loving God. We must understand we must be shaped and brought down to a finished product. I said we must be shaped and brought down to a, a, no one is a finished product in here, and I thank God. But God is pushing us back down and reshaping us after the image of his son. Y'all don't seem to be glad about that. Okay? In all things, God works for the good. In everything. Why am I having to go through? Why am I having to deal with this? Why, why, why? God, is, every time a trial or a tribulation comes your way, it shapes you. To the conformity of Christ Jesus. Don't you want to be like Jesus? The net text does not say that everything that happens to us is good. It didn't say that. In the sense of pleasurable, oh, I just got a, a $300 bill I wasn't expected. That ain't pleasurable. Oh, I got a pain in my body. That's not pleasurable. Oh, I got an abscess on this tooth. That's sure not pleasurable. Am I right about it? Oh, I'm unemployed. That's not pleasurable. He didn't say everything would be good. But he said when you come out of this, you're going to be better 
than you were when you went in. And that transformation is shaping you. You ain't the same person you was when you came in. You, somebody ought to shout about that. Because some of us would cuss you out. Some of us would do something to you. Somebody ought to say something. Thank God. His word strips us. Deprograms us. And makes us all over again. Am I right about it? I'm just, that's why I like to be personable. Because I, I can play with some of you. Like the Jacksons. We came and did community survey, and we were walking down the streets, and Brother Jackson was sitting on the back of his truck, and we invited them to the Barnabas Church. That's when we was in the little church at the dead end of the street. Okay, we'll come check you out. So Sister Jackson came and then went home and bugged her husband. Her husband came and said, where have you brought, now, where have you brought me to? This little white church back in, didn't even nobody know it was back there. And I know that was at least 13, 14 years ago, and there they are. Right. 21 years ago. You see how God's word will renew you? I just happen to know their story because it's been shared with me. And, and, and God knew what he was doing. He said, y'all got some members in this community that y'all haven't tapped yet. And we still do. Amen. So all things ain't good. Oh, I can go, to go down the list and you can too. This ain't good. Why am I having to go through this? Pastor, why am I suffering? Lord, why, why me? Well, why not you? Am I right about it? So, so uh, he didn't promise everything was going to be good and pleasurable. But God will use our every experience to make us more like Jesus. I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you, when you're in a tight spot, when you, when you feel squeezed, you start thinking about the Lord. Oh, I ain't got to ask you. You, you. you start, Lord, is this it? I don't have to ask you. I, I know where we go. Lord, I'm sorry for missing the last two Sundays. Mm. Lord said, well, well, why are you sorry? You wasn't doing nothing else. See, see, and, uh, 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 so why am I going? All our uh, afflictions and trials, all the persecutions, all the calamities to which we are exposed to help shape us. It helps shape us into the image 
of Jesus Christ. Though they are numerous, Lord, no. Before you get through one trial, another one is knocking on your door. You thought you had all your bills paid. Here come another one. You thought you had $20 after bills. Here come a bill that takes 18 of that. Lord, why? I can't make any progress. It look like the more I work, the broker I am. And the Lord is saying, I ain't picking on you. You just need to get with the program. I told you to try me through your tithes and offerings. Now, now you're complaining because things ain't going right for you. We're living in a world today that's complaining, and they are not being attentive to the Lord. What you complain? You want God to bless you in your mess? What the Lord sent me by the Barnabas Church this morning told me, let the people know that I don't bless in mess. I bless through obedience. He said, now, the Lord told me also, you're not going to get any many amens by that, but the truth will stand. Am I right about that? So, so, so he say, work together for good. They, they working together for good. We can't see it, but God sits high and look low. He knows what he wants us to turn into, and he knows what we are heading to if we don't yield. Somebody say, yield. We have a song out, Yield Not to Temptation, because temptations is in your face every day. Yield not to them. For yielding is what? For yielding is what? We're living in a society that don't care about sin these days. People are going to churches that don't even talk about sin. Praise him. Give him glory. Give him honor. Shouting, running around the church, and in their sins. God is saying, I never knew you. Lord, I shouted. I never knew you. You were doing that to be seen. You weren't doing it to be obedient. Am I right about it? So, 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 so they take off our affliction, the word, from the world. Take the, the Lord takes our affliction from the world. They, they teaches us the truth about frailties and transitions and line condition. The word gives us spiritual radar to let us know when something is right around the corner. We might not can name it, but we know something is up. Because my spiritual radar is blinking. And when your spiritual radar go off, that's when you start praying. They lead us to look to God for support. I just told you when we get sick, Lord have mercy when we get broke. Lord have mercy when we get disappointed. Lord have mercy. And you might say, why am I going through this? God is shaping you. He's not forsaking you. He's shaping you. He's not forsaking you. He's shaping you. If you've never been burnt, you don't know what fire feels like. Am I right about it? 
We look for God for support and to heaven for a found home. We want to go to heaven, but we don't want to go through the process. The many that are not here today, they, you ask them, oh, I want to go to heaven. Why don't you sign up? And they produce a subdued spirit. They look. They question everything. Y'all not doing this like they do. Don't compare me to nobody. You don't want to be compared to nobody. Am I right about it? So, 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 why not? Another dilemma, it seems I'm the only one. Don't nobody know what I'm going through. That's just the devil talking to you. You ain't that special for God to just put you through something. Ain't No, you, somebody said, I ain't that special. I don't need to lend attention to it seems like I'm the only one. The devil wants you to think that. So he can pull you in a corner and whoop your head. That, that's, you got to know his voice. The Bible says, my children knows my voice. And a stranger, they will not follow. You ought to know that by now. The 28th chapter of the 8th and 28th verse, he said, now we know. That's on the eve of now I know. That's on the eve of having to go through something that God allowed you to go through. God doesn't send calamity and havoc in your life. That ain't God. But he'll allow it. He'll allow you to suffer a little bit. Yes, he will. But he ain't picking on you. He's loving you. Don't worry about what you're going through. Look at how you're going through it. I'm going through this with peace. I know the last time I went through this, boy, I almost lost my mind. I even thought about going back across the Trinity to the liquor store, to the crack house, the weed house. I, I contemplated that because I, I'm the only one, Lord. He had a prophet the other day just talking about he was the only one. He said, boy, shut up. I got, I got preachers. I got spokesmen that I haven't even raised up yet. And you think you're the only one? You need to climb down off of your perch of pride and get in the game with us human folks. You ain't the only one and you never will be. I ain't the only one and I never will be. Am I right about it? You are not the only one. Somebody need to say that. I'm not the only one. When things come to me, repeat, I'm not the only one. When I'm having to suffer, I'm not the only one. God is shaping me. Somebody need to get God some glory right there. He's shaping me. You better off. Haven't heard the word of God. You better off 
having studied the word of God. You better off by praying regularly. You better off by worshiping regularly. I say, somebody say, I'm better off. It'll transform your mind. It'll transform your life. It'll transform your walk. It'll transform your talk. In other words, you won't be blaming anybody but you. Whereas before, you were just finding somebody to blame. God is just getting you ready for his glory. Well, I don't know why God is blessing them and ain't blessing me. You ain't there yet. And God ain't in the business of wasting his blessings. I mean, I wonder how many of us will still have the devotion, still have the, the dedication, still have the wish of if God just today would just throw $500,000 in your pocket. Where did so-and-so go? You know, they got that windfall, and we haven't seen them for a month or two. They're on sabbatical. Last week, they posted they was in Paris. I said, well, that's fine. Did they leave their time? If you want to test your devotion, see, God knows when we're ready to deal with his blessings. It ain't about all of your blessings. It's about him. God said, when you, if you lift me up, I'll give you everything you need. And you know it's from me of how it comes. You won't have to hook and crook. You won't have to get in debt. You don't have to go around borrowing from everybody and owing everybody. When God gives you a gift, it's just that. It's a gift. Does anybody want a gift from the Lord? First Peter 4 and 12 says, if you're still thinking, why me? He said, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But re somebody said, rejoice. Every time something negative come your way, rejoice. Pastor, that's hard. I ain't talking about hard and easy. I'm talking about instructions. Those years that I spent trying to get a college degree wasn't pleasurable at all. You know who I was wrestling with? That party that they was having at the frat house was more interested than studying for that finals. And guess which one won? I convinced myself that I'm gonna go ahead to the party and get tore up and then after the party, I'm going to study. Guess how many times that happened? <laughs> Just guess how many times that happened. Am I right about it? 
13 says, but rejoice in so much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering if you love the Lord, if you're one of his call, if you're sold out to the Lord. When these things come, you can be able to shuck them off. When his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Lord, you saying I'm going to be glad because I'm broke? Yes, because in your brokenness, you're going to be able to see my hands come out of nowhere and bless you. In fact, I need to take some of the stuff away from you so you can better see my hand. Am I right about it? For Christians, the purpose of suffering is to prove their true character, to clear away the drought of sin and to allow the pure nature of Christ to show itself. Some strange thing Christians should expect and prepare for suffering. Pastor, that just don't seem right, but it's right. If you don't think it's right, read 1 Peter 4 and 12. But let none of you suffer. Uh-uh. Somebody said, but. In other words, don't get carried away. Don't suffer as a murderer or as a thief, as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Oh, I didn't get no amen right there. Lord, I... Live on gossip. I can't wait for some juicy gossip. 16 verse said, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, somebody say, I'm a Christian, let him not be ashamed. If you fall into a situation which is kind of embarrassing, don't be ashamed. Because the Lord you serve is watching how you react to it. And you need to react as though God will make a way. Oh, Lord. Uh, in other words, don't give up on God. Just because you don't feel him, just because you don't sin, all you need to say to yourself is God is watching me. God is shaping me. God is taking care of me. God is providing for me. These circumstances, these trials, these situations I'm going through is only for a little while. Just a little while. Am I right about it? But let him glorify God on this behalf. In other words, when I go through a trial, when I go through some tribulation, when I go through some uncertainties, when I go through some things that cause me to doubt, I need to think and come to myself and say, God, you shaping me again. Hallelujah. It ought to give you pleasure to let you know that God has his hands on you. Am I right about it? You ain't out there by yourself. God is not picking on you. Am I right about it? God is shaping you. Because when you pass the test, you'll be glad. You can rejoice that you submitted to his word. For if I had not been submitted, I'd have been going through that door down the hall on the left, with flames jumping out. But I submitted. Somebody say, I submitted. Say it again. 
I submit it, and whatever comes, what may, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. Because it lets me know God has his hands. Isn't anybody glad that God has his hands on you? Because if he had not had his hands on you, you would have slipped back to yesterday. And guess what? We've all tried it. Don't you sit up there and look at me holy. I'll come up in your kitchen. All of us have tried to go back. Oh, you, you, you don't know I me. Mean. All of us have tried to go back and found our key didn't work no more. Found out that we were being misunderstood. Found out that didn't, we didn't even fit in no more. Found out that they went on without me. Is there anybody in here glad that God shut some doors? Somebody ought to shout for the Lord. I'm glad because I tried to go back. God had even allowed me to lose some phone numbers. He killed my phone. I lost a lot of my hangout partners' number. By the time I saw him again, the Lord had did a work on my heart. And I was glad that they, I wasn't their partner anymore. Is anybody hearing me today? I'm so glad that God keep shaping me. Because one day I know I'm going to come through as pure gold. I say one day. I ain't say it today, but one day. But one thing I can say about today, I'm better off. Got more joy. Got more peace. Got more contentment. Got more praise. Got more worship. I got better understanding. I'm glad God is shaping me to something that I wasn't even thinking about, but we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We were born in sin. Nobody taught you how to lie. Nobody taught you how to steal. You was born with that instinct. But God came in and says, lying is a sin. Stealing is a sin. Oh, God, I forgive me. And you tried to sin? And you got turned around. Somebody ought to say something. If Jesus hadn't came down through 42 generations, came down to tear down the petitions of sin, we'd have still been sinning. Am I right about it? But since I've been saved, I got a new walk. I got a new talk. In fact, I got a strut in my walk. You might not like it, but you'll get over it. You'll strut too if you know what I know. What do you know, Pastor? God is good. And he's worthy to be praised. So I'm glad today. <clears throat> I said I'm glad that God keep on shaping me. I realize that I'm not a finished product, but God still 
has his hands on me. And I'm glad that he keeps his hands on me. When I go to worry, he taps me on the shoulder and says, what you doing? You ain't built to worry. I built you to praise. Am I right or mine? I, I didn't mean, I didn't build you to get all thrown off in life. But I built you to conquer life. Can I get a witness from the lights? I built you to glorify my name. Am I right about it? I didn't build you to take off everything that comes to you. But I built you to conquer. I am a conqueror. I am a life changer. I am light. Am I really brother? Jesus said that I am the light. Therefore, you are light. We are supposed to light up a dark world. Am I right about it? Darkness has no relationship with light. I don't have a conversation for dark folks. Other than have you tried the master, the one that came down through 42 generations, the one that died on the old rugged cross. Am I right about it? But early, I said early, early Sunday morning, he got up. I said, he got up. Didn't the Lord get up with all power in his hand? He has shaping power. He has purifying power. He has life-changing power. He can change your mind, change your walk, change your talk, change your attitude, change your disposition, change the way you interact with people. Am I right about it? Ain't he all right? I can't hear you this morning. Ain't the Lord all right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Is it anybody over here? No, the Lord's all right. Is it anybody over there? No, the Lord's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ain't he all right? Ain't he a provider? Ain't he a provider? Ain't he a keeper? Any protection, any nourishment, he'll keep you if you want to be kept. He'll provide you if you don't chase after the dollar, but chase after the Lord, because he's coming back again. Can't you see him? Can't you see him? Can't you see him? Can't you see him? He's coming in the air, riding on his power, riding on his own cloud, looking at the graveyard. He says to the saints, come, come, 
He look over to the live saints. Be changed. Be renewed. Be transformed. And he coming back again to take us home to the Father. Ain't he all right? We got somewhere to go, saints. Ain't the Lord all right? Yeah. So don't worry. I said don't worry. Don't be concerned with the trials of this world. Because we're going home with Jesus. We're going home. 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 Yeah. So when things come to your life, don't think God is picking on you. Rather, he's shaping you. <laughs>